shore where the mountains meet the sea in a clapboard shack by a broken down tree. There's a light in the window, just salty gals inside. I'm not sure if they're witches, but you know that's implied. Got the storytelling, ego swelling, pillow talking, moonlight walking, sea hags. Welcome to the Sea Hags Podcast. I'm Chris Jeppa. And I'm Katie Norgan. With us today is our good friend Allison, our first repeat guest. Yay, welcome back. Oh Allison. my god, I'm back in the shack. Back in the shack <laughs> again. We're going to call this Allison t- Part 2 Electric Boogaloo. Because I, I think call back in- sequels that all the time. I think, <laughs> I think colon back in the shack is a pretty good... <laughs> Allison Part 2 Electric Boogaloo colon... Back in the shack. <laughs> I'm writing it down. Colon, bitches beware. Colon, <laughs> bitches beware. So like the empowering kind of bitches, you know. Beware. This is too long for a file name, but like. <laughs> but like. The empowering. So big news since you've been here on the podcast, you got bangs. <laughs> Got bangs. Big, big news for the I'm world. I'm just, I'm teasing. I just really like that trope of like, and I think it really came from the Kroll show. show. Oh, yeah, I got bangs. <laughs> oh, good, you know it. <laughs> and like, you literally just got them today, and they look very nice. Thanks. I saw you They're last night, and you didn't have them before. I didn't. And it was very spur of the moment too. At the last second, they're like, it's like, okay, oh, bangs. You gonna get bangs? I'm like, should I? <laughs> and then it happened. I'm, st- I'm still warming up to them. I'm like, oh. I, I still have some hair drama from like the summer where I got the these like really white streaks in the front and they've started to grow out and I still hate them. Oh, oh man. So like it's taken me a long time and Katie was like, don't worry, you'll just get used to them. And like they you make never me look kind of old because they look like gray hair streaks in I the like, front. Oh, I always thought they were amazing. Oh. Mm-hmm. Oh, now I like them. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm fucking chopped liver apparently. No! <laughs> Collective. Okay. We, needed, we needed one more further corroboration until it was real. We should have done this podcast sooner. <laughs> we could have fixed this problem months ago. It's actually totally fine. But I just, what I don't like is when they put streaks in your hair and they paint them on so it looks like stripes, you know? So it's like I've got a few it, in the front that look. Conceptually, it's very late 90s. I know. Yeah, so like the guy from the Moffitts. That I'll was his be look. There yeah, <laughs> made me think about the Moffats. Driving down to uh, Portland with our friend Aaron, we definitely had a '90s playlist on, and Mbop came on by Hanson. Mm-hmm. I'm like, this song is actually really perfect. It's, it's a, a good perfect song. pop song, and it's because it's like if you want to get meta with it, it, like really fucks with the genre of like this is just garbage. But like with and the perfect were... with the perfect chord progression, like I don't think that they were being thoughtful about that at all. But they, no, like... they were somewhat self aware about that. Like as he, okay, I was a you big know a lot about Hanson. Hanson oh, okay. which was your which was your Hanson brother? <laughs> Zach. I was in love with Zach Hanson when I was twelve, was he the and baby? we were doppelgangers of one another. It was so strange. <laughs> I feel safe, right? <laughs> like, just, I'm trying like to just exactly making out like... with yourself in the mirror a whole bunch. Like, <laughs> as, as a Zach, young girl. your mouth is so cold. Mm, I'm just like trying, bubble to, gum. trying to learn how to love myself as a young girl. <laughs> it was very good for my confidence. <laughs> uh, but, uh, yeah, the song Mbop, like, it's, it's just about being pop. But a moment in time. And they an talk about that. Exactly. Yeah, in an mbop it's gone. It's and in gone. an mbop it's not there. 
But yet they've remained. And then they repeat that line again. <laughs> we could cover that for New Year's. Oh, man. <laughs> They're very established still, Hanson. They have, like, a very dedicated fan base, and they still do well, and all of them have, like, a thousand children. Really? Did are, they, know are they Mormon? Uh, they just look like they're they would probably be. I, I so... think that they're 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 probably came from fundamentalist families because each of them got married pretty young. Yeah. And the middle one has like five kids. The prettiest one. Man, <laughs> imagine being his wife. Yeah. Like I married my childhood crush. And then I pumped out so five there. of his children. Pop. Yeah. <laughs> mm, <pop>. Oh god. <laughs> Well, yeah, I think they probably live in, like, big manors in, like, the woods of Louisiana or something cool like that. Very cool. Something very cool like that. I know. Our past guest, Kat. Looking up their kids' names. Yeah, would know all of this stuff because she really loves Hanson. Oh, <laughs> I think we talked about That's the last Not time we even... talked about the Moffats on the podcast was when she was on. Was, we were like, that was a weird thing that happened in Canada, right? Like, all of our pop <gasps> acts, which were very much, like... I don't know, the aspartame version of the Americans? Like, uh, yeah. Do you remember Serial Joe? My sister dated a guy from Serial Joe. Oh my god! My god. <laughs> not the guy from Serial Joe. Though, not the main. Not the one who'd I'm not been sure the... which one it was, but <laughs> not the one who'd been in the video for Superman's Dead by uh, by the good people of Our Lady, Our Lady Peace. Peace. Yeah, yeah. I, I'm like, thank God that you're here because I can't think of things today for some reason. Manic and I, I only just had a coffee like ten minutes ago. I'm just googling Hanson's kids. Word. This is how well prepared we are for this week's episode. It's going to come up with the Rick Hansen Foundation. Oh, no, no. it's That's incredibly useful, Google. Thank you. Isaac, the eldest band member, has three children with his wife, Nicole. Everett, nine. It has their ages. Monroe and Nina Odette. Taylor oh, Hansen has, has five little ones with wife, Natalie. Ezra, who's 13. Penelope, River, Vigo, and Wilhelmina. Amazing. I love it. <laughs> They have 11 kids between the three of them. And what about Zach? I didn't have that. Like, it only gave me the first bit, but I was like, that was a lot of oh, information. No. Zach is got... saving himself for me still. Um, Pretty sure they already have kids. Mm. He's already married and has children. We've got... Oh, my <laughs> You're God. You're crushing they... dreams in real time. <laughs> oh, my God, though. Look at look at Taylor Hanson looking so handsome. Oh, he looks great. Doesn't he? Don't look like a girl no more. Well, yeah, because he's got that fucking... He looks like Orlando Bloom. He does. And we've got the littlest one... Uh, Who's he like, is... he's he older than us or our age? We got <laughs> the littlest one. Yeah. Oh, okay. The Zach babe. Hansen, who is 28 as oh. of the writing of this article, uh, mm. and he is married to a woman named Kate, and they have three children named Ira Shepard, Junia Rose, and George Abraham. That's so nice. All of their kids' names are really old-timey and sweet, and I love that. <laughs> <laughs> Eleven kids between the three of them. That's so many kids. That's a lot of Hansons. So That's so rural. Many I wonder what they're gonna do. What is, is the what is the collective like noun of Hansons? An like umbop a, of Hansons. A, a gaggle of Hansons. <laughs> it would have to. It would have to be an umbop of Hansons. An umbop is not there. What other songs did they have? That's the only one I remember. <laughs> Give us the track. <laughs> well, they had "Where's the Love." That was oh, their yeah. second single. Mm. And then, oh, they had that really dramatic music video for. Uh, I will come to you. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. oh, I will come to you. It's like one? half black oh. and white, but then the Hansons are glowing golden. <laughs> oh, that's a weird Christ metaphor. <laughs> <laughs> oh, the Hansons. Subtle, guys. Real subtle. <laughs> so, you but, loved. Yeah, but the thing Hansen. is, they. I mean, being children making music, they uh, didn't come, about, come out with another album for like three years, so. 
Probably because they were pubing out so hard. Yeah. All, <laughs> all over the place. Just pubertying everywhere. Yeah, so <laughs> sweaty. <laughs> Clammy. You teenage boys smell so gross. Uh, they don't smell And good. now they have axe. It's even worse. God, we were lucky we missed steak. that. Yeah. <laughs> I have friends who work as teachers or teachers' assistants now, and they're like, it's bad. <laughs> you, th- you thought Dracar Noir was bad. This is worse because it's cheaper <laughs> and easier to get. Yeah, you don't, most boys don't have like $60 to go buy parfum at <laughs> fucking shoppers. I feel like that could be my role as an auntie to all of my friends that are having kids that are now like my two friends that were the first ones to have kids, my friend Rachel, my friend Nicole, their two oldest sons are born, like, a couple days apart. Mm -hmm. And so they're both, like, gonna start going into that section Mm -hmm. soon. (laughs) And so I'm like, maybe as an auntie, I'll buy you really nice cologne and really nice deodorant. (laughs) Just, like, tell them that if they touch Axe, they're... Just tell them they're allergic to Axe. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Oh, I'm sorry, sweetie, you're allergic to that stuff, so don't Mm -hmm. ever use it. Yeah. (laughs) Oh, I don't want to die, so I won't do that. There's a good... That's a good gamble. You, if they buy Axe body spray, then they, like, they spray it on, then you, like, sneak into their room at night, and you, like, draw, like, weird red dots all over them, so it makes it big, like, they're makeup to make my child think he has a rash. That's (laughs) fucked. I want to have kids. (laughs) (laughs) I'll be a a great parent. I'll be the one, you're like, is this weird if I do this? And I'll be like, yeah, that's really weird. You're like, okay, I'm doing it, bye, click. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Pretty sure that's your that's your parenting strategy. I think I'm going to be a little more thoughtful than that. <laughs> no, I'm doing it. I'm going to draw a rash on my kid. I just think this, as... this is the last fake rash I'm drawing. I swear. <laughs> I have a horrible addiction. Oh, no. <laughs> I'm on my strange addiction. <laughs> I can't stop making my children. It's like a weird version of no, Munchausen. Munchausen by proxy. That's yeah. exactly what it is. But, but you're actually not making them sick. You're just making them think they're sick. That's emotional abuse, actually. Oh yeah, don't do it. <laughs> don't do it. But also really really don't make your kids sick for real. Yeah. Unless they're being real shitty. No, even then. (laughs) Oh, fuck. (laughs) That's why I shouldn't have them, probably. Mm. Because I'm like, well, maybe if they really deserve it. Oh, God. Sorry, kid, you have rickets. (laughs) What's rickets? I don't know. (laughs) Lack of vitamin D, I think. Is that the same as shingles? No. Does it count if the thing that you make them think they have doesn't really exist? Not as much. It only kind of counts. It, that still seems like emotional disease <laughs> in a really bad way. <laughs> yeah, probably. Oh, Maybe. you have a weird, unique disease. That's just you that's what being makes so you abnormal. Special. No, oh, I guess if you frame it that way, that would be such a weird thing to do. That's just, oh my God. God. You Found just you make, a a make up a lie about your child having some weird disease and you celebrate that as them being like special and inspiring. <laughs> I'm pretty sure that is just Munchausen syndrome by proxy. I think that is exactly how it manifests. We just invented abuse. Let's <laughs> not ever do that. That's yeah. awful. Yeah, it was a bad. Well, now bad that we've gag. told the world about it, yeah. yeah. Now we really can't do now it. Now we're going to be scrutinized under a microscope for our parenting styles, as if that is not a thing that happens already to people, to women. Yeah. So I had a weird. How was your week? Yeah. It's, oh God, I'm like working full time and I only want to talk about all the stuff that happens at work, but I really can't because it's confidential and right. shit. Mm. But. There was a, a person that phoned, and there's, like, a big childcare thing happening, like, a debate around childcare, and we should have universal childcare, and this yep. person was like, I would like to vo- voice my opinion that that is not a good idea because women should stay home and raise children, and I was like... Oh, that's my. a bad opinion. How am I supposed to respond? <laughs> Sorry, that's my bottle of fizzy water. It exploded all over you before we started recording. This is the most carbonated water that's ever existed. So, don't... 
Have universal child care because women should be at home. In because the because she's saying it's like emotional abuse to separate the children from the parents. And like, I know all these people that were in daycare when they were little and therefore they are so super fucked up and whatever. <laughs> oh, well, so it's like, that's, that's an opinion. But at the same time, like, you know, we want to give the option to parents that could have actually, like, people are spending so much money on their fucking daycare. It's crazy. Mm-hmm. So, like, it's still a good thing, and if parents want to stay home, that's also fine. It's yeah. not like anyone's forcing them to not, but this person was just very upset. Well, what's their plan? Just, like, okay, we'll make sure that, like, A, of course everybody's in a heterosexual relationship, so let's make sure that all the men have good jobs or whatever. Mm-hmm. Like, well, are you going to just dismantle <laughs> capitalism to make it not necessary for both parents to work outside the home? It's fucking Vancouver. Yeah. Like, we don't have a choice. Yeah. Yeah. So, and she was a, an older lady who was very much like, well, I raised my kids on a single income. I was like that, like yeah, ma'am, like that's meant ago. a completely different thing than it does now. Yeah, that's actually not the reality for a lot of parents in this province. So anyway, I had to go into that, and I'm like, how far can I argue with people, and how when do I have to draw the line? Being like, thank you for your opinion, goodbye. She was very mad at me for trying to like. Anyway. Tell her to fuck off. Yeah, in a very polite and kind way. Anyway, yeah. I feel like I shouldn't be talking about this, but like, yeah, it was just an interesting thing around like childcare, and it just made me have some feelings about raising my own children. Eventually, where I'm like, fuck. Yeah, that's really that's screwed. The for... single thing that makes me not want them the most is just how much other people have opinions about it, and how much yeah. they have to tell you about it, and how strongly they hold those opinions. Mm-hmm. Oh man, for me, it's just like I'm such a hypochondriac myself. Yes, if I was responsible for other lives ah oh, i would i mean i would just imagine rashes on my children <laughs> it's like a fairly bad band <laughs> the imagine rash like imagine dragons but, <laughs> but imagine rashes <laughs> you, just, you just never sleep again because you're like well here are all the diseases my child could get and then be sick or die <laughs> and, mm-hmm. and then everybody would tell me that i'm doing it wrong yeah no matter how good you are at it they'd be like oh you breastfed them past the first year of life <laughs> Gross. Mm. Oh, you didn't do it? Ah, oh, you don't love your child. Yeah, it's you know, awful. I kind of remember being breastfed. Is that weird? It's a little weird. Mm. It's not bad. It's kind of <laughs> weird, though. I mean, I just it never... was delicious. <laughs> <laughs> but I really don't know how old I was. I Like, when do you start getting memories? <laughs> Thanks for the memories. Fucking <laughs> 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 I'm still laughing over <laughs> it. was delicious. <laughs> <laughs> One side was better than the other, though. I do remember that. What? That's, that's really vivid. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god, how old were you when you were not breastfed anymore? Like eight. <laughs> <laughs> that happens sometimes. Sure. For real. I'm not even making a judgment call. I would be weirded out if I saw an eight-year-old breastfeeding, but I wouldn't be like, you go to jail for that or something. I'd just be kind of like... Mm-hmm. I just, like, pushed my plate away from me, maybe, but, like, it's not even a value judgment. I'm just, like, gives yeah. me the willies. But... I couldn't have been older than, like, two. But you knew, but even then you knew kind one of side old. had the better. I, was, I must have been old enough to talk, to, like, mm-hmm. come, come I like this one. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> this one got the good stuff. Oh, that's the better one. That's, that's the better booby. <laughs> the coconut booby. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my god, this got so weird. So yeah, quickly, I'm really you, happy. Get me into talking about this. It's like blah blah blah, handsome, blah blah blah. One of my mom's boobs tasted better than the other one. <laughs> I was not breastfed. 
No. No, I was formula fed. Women in my family historically have not been able to breastfeed their children, so thank goodness for formula. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We'd be dead. Hey, we got it. Mine yeah. did make me so. a nerd that wears glasses, though. <laughs> that's she used the particular formula. Yeah, it's like, is this one going to give me a, a a child that's very shovable into lockers? <laughs> we were talking about that before we got on mic. Was like, what would happen if I took over as the general manager of the nerd bar, the Stormcrow? And I would just like change all of the names of foods to just be like pizza for nerds, <laughs> salad for dorks. And then when somebody would be like, oh, I like to order the salad, like, mm, use the full name, please. <laughs> and then when they go to pay their bill, I shove them into a locker because <laughs> they're fucking nerds. So, so it's a proper nerd bar. Yeah, well, exactly. Yeah. Like, they're all going to get wedgies. And it's like, oh, can we play uh, Settlers of Catan? And be like, no, get your fucking octagons out of my establishment. <laughs> <laughs> And put the board in board games. <laughs> I don't Excuse enjoy me, things. have you showered today? Get out. <laughs> <laughs> Just like a fully immersive experience. Like all the bullying that you remember from with none of the social acceptance that we have today. <laughs> it's like, oh, you uh, that's a nice Doctor Who t-shirt. It would be a shame if someone were to pull it over your head and then punch you in the stomach. <laughs> Yeah. Forget Stranger Things. This is the real retro 80s experience. Oh my god, you could sell it as like an immersive experience. What was it like being <laughs> a nerd be in the like, 80s? So everybody's just like the bullies in that, and but we none of us pee our pants. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I love Stranger Things. Mm-hmm. Did we oh, ever talk about amazing. that on the podcast? I don't know. I liked we it. Yeah, now. That's, that's it. I just thought it was good. A past guest, Jen, is going to be 11 for Halloween, apparently. Of course. Of course oh, she yeah, is. My friend Corey is... Mm-hmm. Uh, several of the male comics that I know mm-hmm. who have shaved heads are going as 11 also. <laughs> All right. Alex Excellent. Sparling is going as 11. Excellent. Are, really he looks fantastic. Funny. Yes. Yeah. Mm. It's a good look. It's a good look. What are you doing for Halloween? Well, I mean, I could always be Elvis again. But not Elvis <laughs> Do you Elvis. just have, like, a spangly jumpsuit that is yours? Or Elvis Elvis. Love? Yeah, that's sort of my standby because I spent, like, $150 on a glittery jumpsuit, so... You don't want that to go to waste. I gotta get my money's worth. Um, Do you have an Elvis wig, too? That oh, you have? Yeah, yeah. I got yeah. the sunglasses, the microphone. I used to have a prop peanut butter and bacon I sandwich. I thought you were going to say something else. <laughs> what? <laughs> I used to have a prop penis. Peanut butter and banana, uh, bacon sandwich. Um, that was his favorite food. I know. I was obsessed <laughs> with Elvis when I was a child. Ah. When you were studying Hanson, I studied Elvis. <laughs> Did you really? Oh, I, well, I was probably a little younger. Like, between age, I want to say, 7 and 10. I Were was... you mesmerized by his hip-gyrating dance moves? I don't think it was sexual. It was just, like, I don't know. I loved his voice. I just thought it was so cool. Yeah, and I did, wasn't, you know, socially aware enough to know that he'd stolen all of his cool stuff from black people. But, <laughs> but yeah. yeah, here we are. Never I still appreciate his music tools. still, though. A beautiful voice. Yeah. A very handsome-sounding voice. And he was a very good-looking man for most of his life. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And even, like, I, I still love Fat Elvis. Like, that's my costume. It's I just like, well, I like icon. Fat Elvis, too, because it's like, pull up a seat, Elvis. Like, let's not move. Let's watch the TV on your 13-inch TV at Graceland and shoot guns at it. <laughs> and eat peanut butter and banana sandwiches. I mean, that's delicious, so. Yeah. And have some fucking Percocets or something or whatever he likes. I don't know. A little bit of this, a little of that. Yeah, just yeah. like... I imagine, like, that little money changer thing, but full of pills, you know, the thing on your belt. The guy from Shining Time Station had, full of nickels. You've had your whole life to think this through. Oh, I have. <laughs> I thought about this yeah. a lot. On the uh, Todd Glass podcast, they have a clip of, like, a concert 
that Elvis ha- he was doing in like Las Vegas or something. It's like I'm not strung out. I've never been strung out a day in my life. And you guys telling me that I'm strung out is like it's bad for my manager, my doctor, my family. My he like names off all these people. It's like and I've never been strung out. It's like oh, he yeah. sounds very strung out in that clip. <laughs> he was yeah. He was in hardcore denial. The mm-hmm. Elvis doth protest too much. Methinks. <laughs> <laughs> but like it was all stuff he actually had prescriptions for right yep he just abused them like michael jackson like a lot of people who are very famous mm-hmm. and yeah. lonely oh it got sad <laughs> but you were elvis stoico for halloween once? it was also elvis stoico were you in yeah. the elvis jumpsuit you're like no i'm the other one no it was the same wig but because <laughs> <laughs> if your name is elvis why wouldn't you yeah in a full body black unitard Nice. And some skates. It's a very easy And a McCain costume. orange juice or a McCain's curly fries. <laughs> oh <my God>. <laughs> <laughs> I have to do it again just to do that. <laughs> uh, no, just being college drunk all night. In a unitard. That yeah. must have been hard to... You wear a lot of one-piece Halloween you know? costumes. <laughs> hard to yeah. pee in, but good to move in. <laughs> <laughs> Halloween takes dedication. I haven't dedicated myself to Halloween for a long time. The last time I had a costume was when I was a double rainbow in 2010. Wow. Yeah, I haven't done Halloween in like six years. That's still the picture of you on my phone when you call me, though, is you in your double rainbow costume. Really? Yeah. That's adorable. It was a good costume. But you never phone me because you don't like talking on the phone. No. So I get texts from you, but every once in a while, if you do call, then it just shows up as you going, wee, double rainbow, posing on a ladder. Oh, it's very it's a good look. Yeah, and everybody's like, are you rainbow bright? Fuck off, no! Don't you watch memes? <laughs> it's 2010, get, heard of a get the meme net. asshole. <laughs> Ever heard of a meme? Or maybe that was the second to last, because I was also Tank Girl one year for Halloween. No, that was 2009. Yeah, I haven't done it since 2010, haven't. And I was planning to this year, and I just, like, nothing has materialized. So I haven't... I was going to be Barb from Stranger Things for Halloween. I thought that oh, would be a really good costume Oh, you would pull that off so well. I just need, Perfect. like... I could probably get the things from uh-huh. a value village would or something. Would you mm-hmm. dye your hair or wear a wig? No, I would just leave it because it's already kind of orange. Uh-huh. I'd just wash it till it was really faded and put big curls yeah. in, uh-huh. I think. Yeah, just a, a lighter red. Yeah. Or, yeah, I guess I could just bleach it and then just do it, like, that sort of rosy... Like strawberry blonde. It seems mm-hmm. like dedication to like dye your hair for Halloween. The or guy just, like, at the beer store of... was doing that. He he went as some crazy gaucho wrestler guy <laughs> and like took all the color out of his hair and just left it all like and like dyed his beard and all this. I'm like, wow, that's dedication. A to, gaucho like... wrestler? Well, that's what he called it. <laughs> oh, some weird. Ultimate gaucho wrestler guy. Oh, he must be like uh, like luchador type. Stuff. No, or no, something gaucho. Isn't that like Spanish? Like a like a Spanish ethnic group or something? I thought that that was sort of a slur for, like, a low-rent kind of... It was our first podcast episode. I talked about wearing gaucho pants because yeah. they're comfortable, and you're like, I think that's racist. Like, I know, I think that it is. And that's what... Palazzo pants, then. Yeah. I don't know. Anyway. anyway I'm looking to you. Right, <laughs> I'm you know? authority. No, I have no idea what you're talking about. But yeah, he's some kind of wrestler, and I got to see the costume. It was pretty badass, so... Is that the cute guy who works at the liquor store? <laughs> yes, and he said he's gonna start listening to our podcast, so now I'm embarrassed. Oh, I'm not. <laughs> hey, you're very cute. Whatever. You're also like 25, so. And he likes pro wrestling and craft beer, so. Like every single man that I know in my entire life. Yeah. You're not special. (laughs) You're cute, though. So good on you, I guess. Anyway, I just thought the dedication of like dyeing your hair for something. Like, I just never, I've never gone that far for a Halloween costume. I have bought wigs before, but actually, oh, maybe Mm. I did spray paint my hair black one time. Mm hmm. 
Yeah. I always try to find things that, like, work with my hair color. Uh, I, uh... Would you I ever go as Madame Medusa from The Rescuers? I look exactly like Madame Medusa from The Rescuers, except I have better teeth and slightly smaller breasts that <laughs> don't sag like hers do. Because she's, like, got this, like, kind of a belly, and she's, like, her whole front body is kind of, like, sagging like an old house a little bit, and she's like, I'm going to kidnap children and steal big diamonds. I haven't seen The Rescuers in a I very long time. I don't know what this is. Oh, I'm going to look up a picture for you and be like, oh, no, Katie, that's terrible. Wait, is this the cartoon? Mm-hmm. Oh, okay, with the mice. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I was like the rescuers. I thought you were talking about something newer. Chippendales Rescue Rangers. Yeah. I always get those things Some mixed up. Sometimes, some crimes. Oh fuck yeah! Because <laughs> yeah. I think you even have earrings like that. Oh yeah, I have so. earrings you in that be exact color. And about a woman's saggy breast like that, but she's a cartoon. They are so, so saggy. Okay. Look Yo, at those. They are, they are drooping. <laughs> I basically have this exact outfit. Uh, all I would need is like a giant plastic gem or jewel. Like she even has green eyes. Like it's so funny. You gotta wear a lot of blue eyeshadow though. You own a lot of blue eyeshadow. Looks <laughs> pretty good. <laughs> Oh my god! Yeah, it's really alarming. Just making a really good face that matches. Yeah, I look, and then somebody redrew her, and it looks even more like me. Kind of, I was like, "Fuck!" I look like a really creepy villain. It's fine, and she does have pretty saggy boobs. Oh my god! Look at yeah, look at how far down they go. You could totally pad your tummy to do that if you wanted to. And she's got super big feet too. I'm like, bitch. She looks like if you just, like, took all of the things that make Jessica Rabbit, Jessica Rabbit, and then just, like, gravity, like, times <laughs> ten. Just melted a little yeah, bit. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like a wax figure that's I'm not bad. I'm just drawn that way. It's a great... It'd be a good costume. But nobody would get it because, like, it's not a popular Disney movie. Like... Madame Medusa? Yeah. Yeah. Like, I have one friend who would lose her shit. But then nobody else would know what I was doing. They're like, you just look like a sad woman who had too much to drink. <laughs> oh. <laughs> well, just keep your phone queued up and then they'll get it. Or like, just tell a bunch of people you know to watch it beforehand. <laughs> look, no could you please watch this 90-minute film? Do this research so that my costume has some kind of context, please. 80s children's movie? <laughs> I don't know what else. I could also be like a, a like a troll doll, like if I put a gem in my belly button. <laughs> Or I guess but I could just be like a character totally from naked. Universe. Otherwise, <laughs> totally so, with no like, discernible breasts at all, just flat. Just wear like yeah, like a skin color like to match your skin color, like, like sports like onesie, bra or whatever. Yeah, yeah. Oh. Like some, some that's awful. No, what else could they be? It could be a uh, flame princess from uh, Adventure Time. Mm-hmm. What I else? really like the troll doll. <laughs> you like it? Yeah. You, well, you gotta get like I just gotta walk around body like, with my arms out all day. Like that's your skin tone. And then yeah, like pad out the stomach so it's like really round and you have no breasts. I don't need the padding to make my stomach look round. <laughs> I got one. The troll level, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's like a smoothness, mm-hmm. an all-over smoothness. Why mm-hmm. were they such a big fucking deal? I guess it feels cool to play with. And their why hair. is there a current movie about them? They were a popular toy like twenty years ago. Weird. I used to play with troll dolls obsessively, <laughs> and I don't know why, but we just had. All of our little trolls, it was me and my friend Sienna, and we would play in puddles, like in the schoolyard or whatever. This was like grade 12. The bright hair, because like. It's grade three. Okay. The bright hair, you'd put them on your pencil so that you'd have something fun. I remember like I would always, I had this thing where I would rub soft things on my cheek. Oh, yeah. I apparently always had this since I was a little kid. My mom was like, oh, you would always rub like cream or like a silk blanket. And even when I I tan in the summer, I still have a white patch from like. 
Oh my god, that's I don't know. Aloe rubbing. <laughs> but I used to like just brush the troll doll like on my face. It was like a soothing thing, maybe. It's a stim. Well, and then like the cheeks are very sensitive, so. Yeah. Yeah. But so I would definitely do that with troll dolls. But then we had like all these scenarios. It was like Barbies, but then it was cooler because it wasn't Barbies. It was mm-hmm. trolls. And so there was you had like to be secretive we had Grover, the orange-haired one, and then there was purple-haired guy who was the purple-haired one. That was pretty his, on the nose. That was his name. And and they were all genderless, I I believe. Like they were all kind of like, is that a girl troll or a boy troll? Like we didn't know, and in our game, it didn't really matter. Yeah. And yeah, we just like concoct these like elaborate scenarios for them, and then they'd go on like epic adventures over the course of like many recesses. So I wonder if it was like early Dungeons and Dragons kind of stuff. <laughs> A little bit. We didn't have any dice, but we were very imaginative. Playgrounds and trolls instead yeah. of Dungeons and Dragons. Yeah. And yeah. Like, the idea of these, like, I don't know, little mythical creatures. wishes? Was that a thing? Like, what was the jewel yeah, for? Yeah, I thought it was, like, yeah, rub the jewels. jewels. Yeah. Magic, magic power, mm-hmm. probably. A magic jewel power. Mm-hmm. Like, but, maybe I could dress as a pog for... Halloween, if we're going, like, back to 1993. Just, like, a circle around yourself, and you would just be you on a pog? It's Katie, but in pog form. <laughs> She's Katie back pog. in pog form. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> or I could be a slammer and just, like, bash into people. Oh. Okay. Like, fuck it, now I own you because I flipped you over. So, uh, I was down in Eugene hanging out with my friend Rachel, and then her yes, son... Yes. Um, we were, like, playing Pokemon, because the new Pokemon is out, so we, like, went on a Pokemon walk, and, like, we're, you know, collecting Pokemon, and I was like, oh, we used to have this when I was younger, and he's like, oh, what other things did you have when you were a kid? And I was like, oh, have you heard of Pogs? Because he was talking about Pokemon cards, and I was like, I explained the Pog thing, and I was like, and they had awesome characters on them, and you'd stack them up, they were, like, paper, and then you had these big things called a slammer that you would, like, slam in and scatter them, and then you would, like, trade them, and he was like, that sounds dumb. I was like, oh. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, it was pretty dumb. It was. So it totally was. It lasted for like like nine months. But people you know would it was collect even them like dumber. cards. Like, yeah, oh, I had a binder full. Like yeah. people were yeah all obsessed with authenticity with their pogs. It was like your pogs don't pog? count if they're not real pogs. Those aren't real pogs. It's and literally I, just a paper circle. I know. <laughs> I only had fake pogs. I had I had the whole real Simpsons pog set though. I oh, had I also shit. had all the Simpsons. My ones. brother gave it that to me. That was a big deal. I love how they made fun of pogs. On the Simpsons, but still took advantage. Oh, yeah, <laughs> merchandise. How could you not? How yeah. could you not? Yeah. <laughs> but like, I forget what the rules of Pogs were because I was more into the collecting them than playing the game. Yeah. But like, if you had your slammer and you had a tower, would you get to keep some if they were somebody else's? Like, how yeah. did it work? <laughs> I you forget. Like, oh, I I try to think. I'm like, yeah, you got. Wait, what? Yeah, I think I think you just like put all of your pogs like in a stack with the other person's pogs, and then whatever ones you flipped, you got to keep whether they were oh, it was yours if they or... flipped. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So you tried to you would try to like balance the slammer so it would like hit the edge and then like like split the whole thing upside so that down. A whole bunch would scatter. As yeah. So anything to just that flipped over, you got to keep. Cool. So you would play not with your precious precious pogs, <laughs> but the ones you didn't care about. Mm-hmm. I had a really cool. My favorite pog. Mm-hmm was a white pog that was a holographic foil like ink printing of Cleopatra but like with a snake on her titty. So like Cleopatra at the Bam. moment of her like her like fuck you Octavian you're not taking me down suicide. 
It was a pretty baller fucking pog that I think it says a lot about me. <laughs> that as an eight-year-old, that was the one I was most drawn to. I was like, God damn, this one's cool as shit. They had so metal. We're all gonna die one day. It's metal as fuck. <laughs> and my slammer looked like one of the like a circular saw. It had like the teeth. I had the those ones too. Those are the coolest ones. You it had have. it was a circular saw, but it had a yin yang in the middle. Oh, line. I had the exact same one. <laughs> I'm having like a real sense memory of the pogs now of like shoving them back into like a circle tube when it would like and the air would like mm-hmm. poofed out. And then you put your slammer on top, and it had, like, a thunk sound, and you, then you would snap it shut. And it would, yeah. My tube originally had gum in it, so it perpetually smelled like blue raspberry. <laughs> <laughs> Do you remember Screaming Saucers? Mm-mm. It was a candy that turned your mouth blue, and that everybody in my elementary school... I assumed all ele- elementary schools did the same thing, just because I don't oh, understand yeah. how regions work as a child. <laughs> but, like, everybody convinced us that, like, blue raspberry candy, especially Screaming Saucers, gives you cancer. Oh my god! And so, like, like if you were like, ah, it's so many screaming saucers. Look how blue my mouth is, and then somebody'd be like, you're gonna die from mouth cancer now or something. Oh <laughs> it's my like, god! Oh no! They don't make them anymore, so maybe. <laughs> and also, Only give you a rash. And also, come to your bedroom in the middle of the night and paint a rash on you. <laughs> <laughs> oh, this is like a, b- a bunch of like kind of forced nostalgia. Like, yeah, you remember this thing? Yeah. Remember. <laughs> It's like when Chris Farley has his fucking um, his show on SNL. It's like, hey, Michael J. Fox, remember when you were went back in time? Yeah, that was cool. <laughs> that was awesome. Did that really happen? <laughs> no, no, it was acting for the movie. Oh, cool. <laughs> that was like a proto between two ferns. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The Zach Galifianakis show. Yeah. Where he gets, like, the most powerful people in the world to be on it. The Hillary Clinton one was pretty good. Yeah. <laughs> I haven't watched that yet. Mm. Did you guys see any of the jokes that she had at that Alfred E. Smith dinner? I just saw it on Twitter and didn't actually see any I didn't want to watch it, so I just, like, found a transcript of it. And whoever is writing for her, they were amazing jokes. Nice. Really? Honestly. Yeah. Yeah. They were really, really... Ooh, it was incisive. It was like a surgical steel flash. Good. I don't know. It's almost the end of American election time. I can't and wait so, till like, it's done. I can't wait till I didn't it's mean done. to start talking about it. I'm so sorry. It's, we kind of <laughs> can't ignore it. it. Yeah. It's hard to ignore it. The frustrating thing that happened to me this week was that my partner shared a Donald Trump video with, like, he's got some really good points. And I was like, oh, God, what? And so I was like, I have to watch this to see what is it that he's talking about. And I watched it, and it was black and white, and it was obviously edited and, like, cut and spliced together to make... Trump sound coherent and I was like (laughs) dude you've been had like this is someone like edited it together to make it sound like he's making really good points about like how politics are corrupt but like this guy is like a fucking narcissistic billionaire he's not any better and it just made me so mad I like went to bed angry (laughs) (laughs) that's tough it was really not good I'm like oh man like I'll take your conspiracy theory like Rothschild World Bank fucking new world order shit like any other time but not now <laughs> is that that makes me think of have you seen I, i'm just like coming back to everything that came out in 1993 for some reason i'm thinking of mm. um uh, so i married an axe murderer the mike myers film. oh that movie's about me that's <laughs> <a> female butcher <laughs> oh yeah every it every hard-hearted harbinger of haggis <laughs> like yeah i saw haggis like, yeah. okay but that's all about it's, uh, it's totally about me <laughs> except that i don't kill people but she didn't either spoiler alert yeah, my um, sister does but the uh, oh yeah so is that true Uh is that why you were so reluctant to talk about living with your sisters because she's a murderess oh she's she's kind of a femme fatale type no that's Um, not true (laughs) 
No, but the uh, any of the scenes with his dad, with his dad, who is him, and then his mom, because uh, they are obsessed with the National Enquirer. It's like, oh, I'm on my Weekly World News Garth Brooks juice diet. <laughs> uh, but then, but uh, the dad talks about like. Uh, essentially the Illuminati. It's mm-hmm. like people talk about it. It's like, the Rothschilds, the Gettys. Like, it just starts listing them like they all meet at this secret mountain lair and they're called the Pentaveret. And I'm like, it's straight up just talking about the Illuminati. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, none of this stuff is real. And we've been like talking shit about it forever. Yeah. It's all the Masons. <laughs> that's what's doing it. Well, it was the Masons originally. <laughs> it's true. Who's I definitely, it? you know, Da Vinci coded. I went on like a Da Vinci Code tour. <laughs> uh, like when I was in Paris, I did a whole bunch of Da Vinci Code shit. And then when I was in Scotland, oh I went God, to uh, Rosslyn Chapel and like looked at all the artifacts and was just like, but how is there like carvings of ears of corn? But it's in the 1400s before anyone even went to the New World, which is where corn was. And how did they carve that into the chapel? That's super weird. And then they're like, he was a secret Viking. And then he, like, the Rosslyn guy, like, which is kind of like Rothschild, which is like, he was like a secret Viking and went and discovered the New World before and then came back and carved it into the chapel. I'm like, I kind of dig it. Or it's like, it was just someone didn't draw wheat very good. (laughs) 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 Look at this corn. Like, oh no, shit, that's supposed to be wheat. I'm not very good at carving. I mean... What's corn? Carving's hard, guys. <laughs> you carve meat. <laughs> yeah, oh, but it's... All, all of the marks are already there. You just follow the lines. Just follow, follow your nose. <laughs> yeah. Oh, Jesus follow the path Christ. where the caribou walks. Yeah. But so, yeah, I'm ready for that to be over. And then I we get to so talk about to local, local elections after that. Oh, right. joy. Great. Great. It's so good. Mm-hmm. Um... I don't know. I just, like, I had feelings about this week, which is going to be outdated when this comes out, but it's, like, where Trump called Hillary, like, a nasty woman, you know? And then it's become this rallying cry of, like, white feminists being, like, I am a nasty woman. Like, this pussy's yeah. going to take you over. And, like, all these amazing, like, black women, like, journalists that I follow on Twitter are, like, dude, have you ever been called nasty by your grandmother at church? Like, this is a real thing. It's not nice. And I hate that you re- like, it was like slut walk all over again. Yeah. Being like, some people have the power to claim like a bad thing and like try to reclaim it as like an empowered thing. Yeah. And some folks like still live it and it's actually mm. not that great. So maybe lay the fuck off. It's like, oh, all these like nasty women t-shirts are coming out now. Fuck like, yeah, it. Save, yeah. make some money off of that. Never really mm-hmm. thought about it that way. That was, I like that I follow some folks on Twitter that have a different perspective because I get I get really on the bandwagon right off the bat and I was like oh this is so funny amazing and then like luckily there's a few folks that I follow on Twitter that are right away with the like have you thought about it this way it's like oh yeah okay good <laughs> I did I found I found a, a look a little quip from the Alfred E. Smith dinner like whoever is writing her jokes is so good she's like I've got to say there are a lot of friendly faces in this room people I've been privileged to know and work with and I just want to put you all in a basket of adorables <laughs> the basket of deplorables thing. Have you heard that? That's. Uh, I think I'm really. Well. I think I'm out of the loop, and I can't. Like, yeah. Uh, but and you all look so good in your tuxes, or as I refer to them, formal pantsuits. Some good self. It's good. Good little self roast. You know? Yeah. She loves a pantsuit. I just kind of wonder what she's like, and I've been really like having this whole like you read backgrounders on Hillary Clinton mm-hmm. around like she 
has gone through a lot in her life, you know, and yeah. you just want to, I'm, I'm getting sucked in a little bit by the personality, just like I was with Trudeau, like right near oh, the yeah. end where it's just like, but they actually have worked really hard their whole life and they just want to do this thing. It's going to be great. And so I'm going to have the same thing with Hillary Clinton, like I am with Justin Trudeau right now, where it's like, oh, we're, we've been let down massively, oh, of course. <laughs> you know, nothing like, yeah, it's still a figurehead of the same shit. Oh yeah. So like, I'm not how, naive about that. Just but. like, how can she help? but be a product of, like, the world. Like, to be a woman in politics, like, especially... For as you, long as she has been. Yeah, like, you gotta play the game and, yeah, end up doing all these horrible things that you hopefully regret. Mm-hmm. It's not good. Like, it's... The, I, I don't like politics at all. I'm not very yeah. interested in them. I actually yeah. got into, like... My wife and I got into, like, almost a fight where I was just like, I don't... About the, um, like, the Vancouver school board uh, mm-hmm. was all fired from their positions and then replaced with a single person who, um, like, I know the daughter of the woman who was appointed, Diane Turner, who is the superintendent of Delta Schools. Um, so, like, I know the daughter of this woman. And so, like, all of the rhetoric around, like, oh, she's, like, an agent of evil and all this stuff. She's, like, my friend's, like... <laughs> like that's my mom. Yeah, that, I love my mom. That like, fucking uh-huh. sucks a lot. That sucks a lot. And like, and and my wife was like, "Well, you know, she's doing bad things." I was like, "Well, I don't know that." Like, I don't. And I realized, like, I don't know. What, and then I realized, I don't want to know about it. Mm. I was like, "Oh, I don't have to know about it." That's that nice little bit of blissful ignorance where I'm like, doesn't actually impact me. The people that I know who know a lot of things have formed opinions about this. And I'm just going to, like, go with that. Yeah. And that is my mm. fucking giant privilege. Mm. Like, I was like, oh, I don't have to think about this. I don't have to get all heated about this. I can just be like, whatever's going to happen is going to happen, and I didn't have any power over it anyway. So, ta-da. Yeah. I really like hiding from stuff sometimes. Oh, it feels yeah. great. Oh. It's There's a reason that I like having a job in politics, because for my job and during the day, I'm following all these things, and I'm getting a lot of information, and then yeah. I get to go home, and then I don't have to necessarily think Bingo. about it. Yeah, see, when I get home, I'm like, oh, I should probably pay attention to what's going on in the world. Ugh. It's been drowning in meat all day. But so, so in terms <laughs> of, like, our emotional labor, like, the stuff that I get, so this is another example of that where it's like I need to care I need to pay attention I need to be up on all this stuff it's like the fact that I actually get paid to do that now is that's part of my job description is like a real relief that's so cool because I would normally do that just for free and then be super into like and then I'm going to this rally and that thing and this thing and then it's like now I actually just do that as a job job. I never fucking thought of that until you just mentioned it that's really interesting Mm -hmm. like Huh, how much it might be easier to, like, as you don't have to, like, get the chutzpah to go and do it as part of non waged work that you're doing, like, in the community or whatever. Mm-hmm. It's, like, part of your gig. And that's pretty cool. Which is nice because I always would go to those things but feel so exhausted or, mm. like, you know, it's on the tail end of my three night shifts in a row and then I'm going to go to this rally because it's a thing that I care about. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, but it's like, but now I have made myself get into a position that that is part of my work. And so I get to go and I get to organize other people to go and I get to provide support for other people to go. do a better job at all of it. Yeah. So it feels better. Fuck, yeah. <laughs> but just what you like, sometimes it feels so good to hide from things. Like, yeah. Trying to keep aware of everything is so exhausting. That's emotionally exhausting. Mm-hmm. I don't know. How do you do it? You're like, I hide from it. Yes. <laughs> that we just established that. <laughs> Pretty much, yeah. Let my friends do my uh, opinion making for me. <laughs> I'm not uninformed. Like, I, I mean, I am uninformed about some things, but, like, things that actually 
seem like large scale or very important I will look at but then I just like I know people who work for open media and for like so like anything to do with the TPP and the CIRTC and stuff and the CBC I'm like I don't know Josh how should I feel about this okay great that's how I feel well because you know he has done all the research and they actually write reports and they do knowledge translation so it's like yeah and it's his uh job yeah so it's like hey you're You've put together some, like, cliff notes for me? Great. Thank you. (laughs) That's true. And that literally is their job to make those things more accessible. Because, like, I have read some legislation, my friends. It's fucking dry. Yeah. It's really hard to read. It's so hard to understand. Like, I watched this show called um, Brain Dead, which is all about a constituency caseworker in the United States for a senator. So Noel (laughs) suggested that I watch it. And it's basically my job. And they have this, like one thing where it's like a new budget is coming out and they take the budget which is this like 5000 page document and rip it into pieces and give each piece to a different intern to like read. And it's like wow. that's basically what you have to do and it's like we found the secret thing hidden in the farm bill like way in the back that nobody would have. Huh. And like so there are people that are really good at decoding like what does this mean and like my eyes just gloss. Thank God for over. those people. Thank yeah. God for those people. So you Thank can actually you people have people who do that. Our good friend Katie Rasso, when the Canadian budget came out, they were like, here, let us decode this for you. Yeah. Everyone's going to do a small chunk and do an infographic about it. I'm mm-hmm. like, fucking thank God. Because thank God. Infographics are the best. And I love knowledge translation. So I'm trying to do that in my work where it's like, here's something that's really complicated, but here's actually the four steps that you need to do to navigate this process. So we've condensed it into a brochure. There's methods. Yeah. I always just thought I was dumber than everyone else. <laughs> no, it's really hard Stuff to understand. It's difficult for everybody. Yeah. Right. But you know, like even around like the the residential tenancy branch, for example, mm-hmm. there's like a, a group called the Tenant Resource Advisory Center Council or something, mm. and they put out a tenant survival guide. That is the most often the thing that's taken from our office because they're like, "What is my landlord responsible for?" It's like you could so many things. Yeah, you could read the whole tenancy act, or you could read this little booklet that they made that has like everything. Like that's so good. You know, with like illustrations, honestly, mm. and like yeah. everything's like put together in a really reasonable simple way. Simple language. Very simple language. They have like form letters that you can copy. It's like you should write to your landlord like this. Here's a sample. Mm-hmm. Just change the details. Right on. Yeah. Well, yeah, especially like you know, the likelihood that you'll be taken advantage of by your landlord that's just is quite high. Very high. And so that's the one piece of advice that we give a lot where it's like if you just write a letter and say these are my rights, I went to my MLA's office and she helped me figure this out. Please deal with that. That like is usually cuz people come in and they want us to fix everything and it's like if you just write this letter asserting your own rights and saying that you had some advice. Yeah. Like I got legal advice. Yeah, nine times out of ten, it's not even legal. It's yeah. just like literally, here's the legislation. This is what your rights are. Like, that's gonna be the thing. Well, that it's helps. advice about the law, so technically, it's legal advice. I guess so. <laughs> we have to be very careful about that. We do not give legal advice. Oh no, <laughs> no. but the but the tenant could say like, I got some legal advice because yes. yeah. But you're not yeah. like I'm not a lawyer. Yeah. Thank but God. so anyway, I think that's very interesting that like so many people don't necessarily know what their rights are even, and they're just like, well, I went through all this stuff and. And now I'm in this situation, it's like, shit, if you had only known your rights beforehand, that this could have been prevented. Yeah. So, but I just, like, so that's, like, an education piece and making, like, the law simple. And sometimes you just need to be told, like, I want to write a letter about this issue. Here's a form letter that you can use. Like, those are good. We read every single one of them. Oh, God. Even if it's a form letter. Holy shit. Bring it in. Then we can calculate, like, how many people are upset about this thing. Like, (laughs) form form letters are great. How many asses are burned? (laughs) Mm Mm-hmm. 
So I guess a lot of it is just knowing who to ask for help. Yeah. You're a local MLA. Yeah. They can, we can at least point you in the right direction. Mm-hmm. That's good but stuff. unfortunately, a lot of people come in and are just like, fix this for me. I need you to call my landlord. I'm like, you know what? That's actually going to make things worse for you. Uh, <laughs> almost <laughs> certainly. Because mm-hmm. your landlord will think that, like, it's a huge escalation of, like, yeah. power yeah. or whatever. The so prime, we like, got the prime minister on the phone. <laughs> yeah, it's like, we're not doing that. Like, no. you need to write a letter and just say that you have rights and it's that's actually what works most of the time. <laughs> yeah, I bet. Oh, God. I just I was just thinking, like, I'm so glad that the internet and Google are things now because mm-hmm. I don't, like, just have to know these things. I can just be like, okay, you know what? I don't have room in my brain for this right now, so I'm just going to let it go. And then, like, th- three weeks later, I'll hear something similar about the thing that I was putting away and go, like, wait a second. That sounds important. And then I can just Google it mm-hmm. and then, like, get an answer <laughs> instead of having to, like, just keep it all upstairs. Thank mm-hmm. God, Yeah. I just don't have room. Like, I'm, are you guys feeling like that a lot lately? I don't know if it's just the change in season or whatever, but I'm just like, I can't keep up. Oh, my God. I think my memory is sli- slipping. I don't know. Maybe, like, years of uh, alcohol abuse or what. Or uh, low B12. Oh, definitely low B12. Mm. Let's go with that instead. Yeah. <laughs> is... Take some. Make your pee very bright. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, yeah, my sister was making fun of my yellow pee. Because you're getting your B12 now? <laughs> she's making... Ah, uh, your pee is yellow? Is that what she's doing? Like... <laughs> Fuck. God, like, what color do you want pee, it to be? Girl. <laughs> like, should be clear. Like, and get I, out of my life. But I didn't know why at first. I was just like, what? I don't know. I'm dehydrated. Do you guys follow the uh, if it's lo- yellow, let it mellow rule in your household? Because like, why does she see your pee? Oh, we just like you just pee into sample containers and leave them out. Show each other off. Uh, hey, does this look good? I don't know. Getting ready in the morning, two girls in the same house. You just gotta make some compromises. Am I right? Just pissed in front of each other. Yeah. Okay, that's pretty intimate. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> There's one person out there who got really excited about that. Yes, it's just being in front of each other. That's my thing. <laughs> we don't like make eye contact while we do it or anything. You both be at the same time when you're like I'm just in the bathtub, <laughs> like just locked, just locked eyes. I need you, Ashley. <laughs> I can't go if you're not staring me in the face. <laughs> <laughs> it got really weird really fast. You're gonna face. Thank you for yes ending my weird like, pee story. Mm, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh man. That went, um, that well, went too far. Yeah. Sorry. I'm so sorry. No, I'm sorry. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. <laughs> we were talking about just like the- feeling like it's too much in your brain. Yeah. I feel that when I went away to Portland, I, like, didn't check my Twitter at all because I was trying to, like, not use data. Mm-hmm. And then, like, came back and was like, what's, why is everyone talking about clowns? I don't understand. Oh, There's apparently God. some killer clown epidemic happening. I was just like, you know what? I choose not to know about this until it, like, comes up again. Until you, like, have a clown this happening in multiple places? All over the world, apparently? I, I don't just, know. I heard it's just, like, a viral campaign for the new It movie. But then people, huh. like, it started like that, but then really other good. people are dressing up and being creeps. I feel like this is exactly, like, a satanic panic in the 80s and 90s, mm-hmm. like, where it's like everybody's doing satanic rituals and like no like some bitches got a Ouija board like that's basically what you (laughs) usually we're just like smoking pot and watching the craft like that's really all I forgot about that actually though but yeah that was totally thing people would be like oh these satanic teenagers deface the high school Uh." yeah then it's usually Satan has nothing to do with it he's like don't Mm -hmm. bother me I'm on vacation (laughs) 
I've been very hard at work for yeah. the last little while. Please do not invoke me for this bullshit. <laughs> it's not like, ah, what is this? Is this goat's blood? Ew. I saw this amazing movie the other day that it was on my, uh... Shutter subscription. Uh, it was just... What is, what is that? Oh, it's like a new horror... S-H-U-D-D-E-R? Yeah, horror streaming service. Ooh. Wow, they've got specific streaming services for everything. That's available here in Canada? I think it's the first one that's like really genre-specific. Well, we got CISO in the States, which is comedy. Oh, okay. Which I oh, wish we could fucking course. get up here. Um, yeah, one day. One day. Until but you've got then. Shudder. So you're really... Are you really into horror? Um, in October I am. <laughs> you just like to get real into Halloween. Yeah. Get, let's get spooky. <laughs> this is this movie that's a compilation of three other movies that were so bad they had to cut them all down to 25 minutes long and then frame them within this narrative that God and Satan are on a train together and they're telling one another stories uh, about people and whether they're truly lost or not but meanwhile in a different part of the train there's just like these there's this band and all these dancers and they just keep playing the same song over and over again oh god that does sound like hell (laughs) (laughs) sounds a lot like hell it's amazing and for some reason the train is in space as well (laughs) that was that was really out of left field (laughs) it came up it's just Snowpiercer? Totally organically. <laughs> so they made three movies into it. one movie and then framed it with God and the Devil. Yeah. It's like, this one's my story. Mm. This one's my story. It's like a clip show. Like Which one sitcom? was the devil? Which one was God? I don't know. That's the movie. Yeah. Which one's which? <laughs> All right. Oh, am I your angle it, or your devil? They make it very clear which is which. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> Lame. I'm not interested. That I want it to be like totally indistinguishable it's and weird. Very tropey. <laughs> Sounds like it. I'm really like I don't. I'm very easily spookable. I'm. I really get scared. Um, I sp- when I was home alone this week. I uh, I don't know if you know the the, the website Jezebel, mm. um, which I don't really usually read anymore. But because uh, mm. Lindy West isn't on it anymore. But uh, <laughs> but every year they do like uh, everybody tell your own scary horror stories like the, from your own lives. So like your own ghost stories that you've experienced. No. And so I. I read like I'm spooked already. Like three or four hours of this while home alone. Ah! I was like, Tessa, when are you coming home? I don't want to go to bed till you-. I live in an appartment. Like I'm in a high rise. <laughs> it's not likely Ghosts to be haunted. Ghosts can fly, Katie. Yeah, but the zombies be- can't though. So that, you're good. <laughs> that building's only like. It's 10 years old, and I don't think anyone's died in it. Maybe someone has, but probably not in my house. I don't know. They have to tell you, right? Does anybody die here? You have to tell me. (laughs) If you're a cop, you have to tell me. I'm your real estate agent. (laughs) That is an Ethan for you thing. Oh. I haven't seen it. Oh, my God. It's so good. It looks very awkward. (laughs) Oh, it's so cringy. But in one episode, he gets a woman... Uh, who's a real estate agent to like brand herself as like the phantom real estate agent? So she'll she like sells only haunted houses. Oh, only places where they've cleansed them of evil spirits. Yes. <laughs> so and like, it, they it bring in they bring far. in a ghost hunter and then they like do a big cleansing ritual. And yeah. Then, but then it got really spooky. It did. It was like the house is actually haunted. Yeah. Well, see that's okay. So but, like I, I said, actually haunted. Like well, yes. I kind of these people kind of have issues. They need to sort out. I believe in it <laughs> enough that I'm terrified. 
of the thought of being like in a scary house by myself with the lights off or whatever. But like I was reading these stories and some of them were like, they definitely had a logical explanation. Like there was like a person who like had committed a crime who like got into their house and like had scared them or something. It's like, Ah. so there was like real stuff that happened. Like somebody who'd been observed by someone in their house and like had written a log of like, look at me. Like, look at me. Look at me. Ah. It's so scary. Like there was like footsteps everywhere. There's like muddy footprints in the house. And it's like, you just didn't hear them because you had these amazing noise canceling headphones on. And if you'd taken them off, you probably would have been killed or whatever. So like, that was a really scary, oh, I got goosebumps. I don't like it. I'm often like in my house with headphones in and my roommates will say like, oh, like I locked the front door because you were just in here with headphones and the door was open. And I was like, (gasps) oh, thanks. Like I totally wouldn't have, and I didn't hear them approach. I'm like, I should probably be more careful about that. Uh, but I like I liked I was really enjoying how scared I was though because I was reading these cause, like I've had like a scary experience that I think I've talked about on the podcast before because I wrote like a like I, like wrote it as the experience had happened but it made it sound kind of more interesting than just like and then a thing happened and it was very scary and we ran like crazy. Uh, but basically, like, we did a seance in a graveyard um, when as I was tw- ah, eleven or twelve. Already so scary because. My elementary school was, like, built on the same parcel of land as the North Delta Cemetery. So it was, like, Brook Elementary School. If you want to look at the map, Google map it. Google map, view view it. You can view it. You can street view it. Um, <laughs> very immediately easy beside yeah. this, like, very small cemetery, but it's super easy to get into. Like, you just open the gate and walk in, right? It's never closed or locked. And the fence is, like, yay People big. People want to be able to visit their loved ones. Absolutely. And so, like, we played every day next to a cemetery, so it kind of got... We became a bit of nerd to it over time. Mm-hmm. But then, of course... Uh, now and then came out that year and the craft came out that year mm-hmm. and oh, so now and then they have like they we do exactly what they do in now and then which is like we are 11 year old girls having a seance in a, in a and it was with like my two high school or my two elementary school bully girls and we had a seance together and like our candle went fucking crazy like the flame on the candle grew to like a foot high and there was no wind but the trees were creaking above us and, and we were like just we suddenly were so scared like we were just like oh, no, we have to leave now. And we ran away. Like, we, like, leapt over the fence and, like, ran through the school. And then, like, we were trying... We are like, oh, no, we have to put the spirit back or whatever. We're like, okay, oh, spirit, go back. The door of the fucking school opened and slammed shut. Oh! It was summer. Ah. Like, there was nobody in there. Ah. Right? So scary! <laughs> I love a spook. <laughs> so, like, I love to get spooked. Deal with you now. Oh, God! <laughs> what if I'm, like, just... What if I'm just like a meat Jaeger for that ghost? It's just piloting me around like a Krang. <laughs> so many references all like in a one. Krang. What if I'm a meat Jaeger that's being piloted like Krang? Like a Krang. Always like a Krang. Yeah, so that was so it was stories like that and just like really scary stuff of like a ghost pickup truck like harassing their farm and mm. oh, it's so good. I really but I don't like scary films for some reason. Like movies mm-hmm. are a bridge too far for me, but when I read the stories, like do you remember scary stories to tell in the dark? Uh-uh. Oh, that was a Scholastic Book Fair book uh-uh. that was absolutely terrifying. Yikes! Yeah, some good. Some I remember doing burps. doing like Ouija Paris board Ouija board stuff, and then getting kind of scared. And then I also was the scarer in right. a few because I was pretty good at like keeping a poker face, and I would like move the thing down and like scare mm. people uh-huh. by like, oh, it's moving without its own volition. Yeah, blah, blah, blah. they never Ghost scared me because I was always the one moving it. Yeah. <laughs> so I think that, like, probably it's like, oh, and it moved all on its own. It's like, there was one dick like us that was, like, actually moving the thing. <laughs> I, uh, I always moved the thing and, like, would make it, like, always. fly up to, like, goodbye, 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 or whatever. It's like, oh, my God. It's like, how could they not tell that I was moving the thing? They were very scared. We they were wanted right. to believe. Yeah. I want to believe. 
Yeah. <laughs> so, so I really like. I'm I'm kind of getting into it. This I think I got to watch that Ash versus Evil Dead series. It's so good. I've I'm heard that. I love in Lucy Lawless a lot. It. So I have very I strong Campbell. That's nice. Ash. Yeah, yeah. Uh, like it was like 14 years ago. He was doing his book tour uh, at the Ridge Theater, which doesn't even exist anymore. And I just went with a bunch of friends and I met him and he smells like Old Spice. And he's oh, very nice. Yeah. I was in my goth phase at the time. I had this giant collar on, like, with these big, like, bondage rings hanging off. And he's like, he's like, ooh, that looks fun. And reached out and kind of jingled them. <laughs> I was like, ooh. Oh, my God. Can I touch you? Yeah. There is some, some good vibes. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Some of that Bruce Campbell vibes. <laughs> but I really, because I loved him because he was on Xena as Atalicus, the Prince I of Thieves. I didn't know that. Oh, yeah. that's. Because Lucy Lawless is in Ash vs. Evil Dead. Yeah, well, they're really good friends. Oh, and the guy God, that, that produced Zena and produces Ash vs. Evil Dead is Lucy Lawless's husband. And I'm very disappointed Lucy Lawless is not a lesbian. Yeah. <gasps> she should be. She's the patron's, oh. patron saint of lesbians anyway. Maybe she's bi. She could be. Yeah. She really seemed very convincing when she kissed to... Gabrielle. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, she did. It's, we day. should still do a Xena and Gabrielle like t- team costume, <laughs> Katie. Oh well, what I was, yeah. what I proposed doing was like I would dress as Xena, and like all of my friends who like want to could dress as Gabrielle, and I would have like twelve Gabrielles. <laughs> <laughs> it's just like they carry really me around, around the like, fantasy hey, there. what's up? <laughs> I've got muscles. <laughs> or I throw my little spicy frisbee around. <laughs> I meant to spicy. say sharp, but I said no, spicy. It's a spicy frisbee it's from a, now it's on. It's a spicy frisbee. <laughs> <laughs> right. That could be the title of this episode. <laughs> spicy frisbee. But yeah, I actually think Ash vs. Evil Dead is like so brilliant. Okay, well, like I'll watch it tonight. It's a perfect yeah. representation of what Ash would be like today. You know, like clearly very disturbed, has a lot of hang-ups about, you know... Losing his hand to an evil entity. Yeah, being haunted, having to kill a bunch of his friends yeah. and his girlfriend, and just, like, how he would cope with that now. It's Drinking and fucking and, yeah. and just basically being a huge dirtbag who wears a yeah. girdle. Uh-huh. I saw the first episode. <laughs> Miller Lite, man. That's <laughs> his life. Uh so it looks good. So, but, it. so you do really like, but you you were getting real spooked while I was telling you a spooky story. But you like watching spooky shows. You <laughs> yeah. love X Files. I oh, not as much as some people, but like enough to write a love song about the X Files. <laughs> yeah, I sang that <laughs> last time I was on this. Um, oh, we did it last night. Mm, fun. It was beautiful. Um, yeah, actually, I I was thinking like I'm more into. Like campy, gory shit than mm. actual scary stuff. Mm-hmm. So I think that's where we differ because I don't like gore, mm. but you like are a butcher, mm. so you're probably fine. <laughs> you're like, like I, I see this every day. Yeah, I'm pretty used to blood, um, but <laughs> as long as I'm not eating, it's all good fun. <laughs> yeah. I still can't even watch like gory stuff, even spooky stuff is, like, now getting too much. Yeah, I'm definitely more of a cream puff as I get older, for yeah. sure, where I'm kind of like, oh, I'm just yeah. too empathetic, or I'm too, like, oh, no, things actually do happen in life that are bad. Oh, yeah. yeah. But even, like, yeah, sitting alone at home, like, listening to the trees, like, whistle and be spooky, like, my brain can come up with, like, a whole bunch of scenarios of bad things that could be happening, and it's, like, if I'm out in the woods, like, 
at my mom's house. I used to just like love the storms and go into the woods at night. And now I'd like sit in the house. I'm like, but there's bears out there and possibly like scary people. Well, yeah, it's all the real stuff that's actually scary. Sometimes I'll like watch a scary movie and be like, okay, well, like demons aren't going to come get me. Mm -hmm. But then I go outside to switch up my laundry and I'm like, yeah, but, like, a, a murderer could be around. <laughs> a murderer who's a, a demon. Also, maybe. Demons and murderers demon. a lot of the time, mm-hmm. I guess. Probably. <laughs> yeah, like, and I've been reading this. I was telling Chris off mic about this book that I've been reading. It's called Marina. It's by Carlos Ruiz Zafon, and it's a gothic novel, and it's got things with, like, like marionettes, but they might be people. Like, I don't know yet. Like, they might have people parts. Oh, there's nothing scarier than talking dolls. Well, it was like, it was like, and we broke into this antique greenhouse, and then we heard like a whistle, like a, a rustling above us, and we looked up, and there was like 60 marionette bodies. <laughs> and then I tripped the mechanism that made them fall down halfway or whatever. I'm like, ah! oh, <laughs> So, this is a. This is a young adult novel. This is like, his grown-up novels are supposed to be scary. I'm like, this is, I'm shitting a fucking brick reading this, but it's been taking me forever to finish it because it's scaring the bejesus out of me. Oh my god, terrifying. But I'm just like kind of loving being scared this month for some reason. It's weird. I don't, I don't get, like, I don't want to be disgusted, but I do want to be like, I want to be spooked. I want to be thrilled. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Like, I like a thriller. I like a horror that isn't, that is like an unseen thing where it's like, cause that's scarier in a lot of ways. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Are you spooked? I'm totally spooked out. Uh My knees are shaking. You know, they're knocking. (laughs) Do you sound like, is it going to sound like a, like a xylophone when your bones knock together? Cause you're a cool spooky cartoon skeleton. (laughs) (laughs) It's like, I just need to get back into like loving vampire stuff. Cause I still love it very much, but Mm -hmm. like, to get back into like the horror of it a little bit, well, I think would be nice because that's like it's unrealistic enough and it's like very sexy and romantic that like mm-hmm. it doesn't scare me that much. But I feel like a bit of yeah cream puff lately <laughs> around scary. I stuff. I think that's cool though. I we're just I'm tender mostly. I just say I don't know what my my slight aberration lately has been. It's like oh yeah okay let's watch something that's real spoopy. Yeah, I don't know. It's just an October. O- it's an October thing for me, totally. Like m- m- most of the year, I'm sort of like terror. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I had one of those today. Was it delicious? <laughs> it was. It was. You gotta get it like half or like a quarter sweetened, but yeah. Otherwise, it's like just a big old pumpkin pie punch in the face. Mm-hmm. Yeah, or else you'll go cross-eyed. But <laughs> I really like. I think I've. Uh, like enjoyed them even more ever since people started hating on basic bitches so much. Oh, it's great! You like buy yourself a pair of Uggs or something. You're like, I, I wanted to be a basic witch for Halloween. <gasps> <laughs> like get black Uggs, like oh, all black Lululemon. <laughs> That's a good title. Or like a black wig blowout. <laughs> That's so. Funny. A tiny black chihuahua. <laughs> Because you're familiar, yeah. <laughs> I fucking love that idea, actually. That's great. You could go yeah. as a girl basic gang witch. of basic witches. <laughs> I got a t-shirt. However, Lululemon oh, clothes are so expensive. They're so expensive. Well, you could just cannot. get, like, just get... Just your shitty off. Forever 21 black get, leggings. And I got my fucking, my fucking Old Navy yoga pants, the only place they ever buy athletic clothes from. Because they, they're great, they're, mm-hmm. and they're dirt cheap, and you can get, like, a pair of compression leggings for, like, 12 bucks if you get it off-season. 
Oh, crazy. Okay, I'm gonna look at that. Okie dokie, but you could just like paint the dumb little you thing on it or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> no, they're real. Trust me, it's uh-huh. fine. Or carry around like the the bag that it says has who all is John the... Galt on or whatever. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's like an Ayn Rand quote on Ayn Rand quote on there. Yeah, it's That's bad funny. times. I um. Another thing that Chris and I were talking about off mic is because we were talking about, because um, you were down in Eugene with her past guest, Rachel, who, yes. who was on their fan fiction episode, and she, they that family does Halloween in a very big way, and they're making a huge haunted house huge in their basement. Huge haunted house, yeah. Um, and we were joking about, what were we joking about? It was like, oh, our favorite tropes, A, electric boogaloo, yeah. who is like, I love saying that, like, <laughs> Allison too, electric boogaloo. It's like, okay, I, the only thing I like more than that is when... In a, in a show, we've revealed, like, somebody that we've just been talking to, they couldn't possibly have been here because they've been dead for 40 years. <laughs> and how it would be really weird if somebody who was, like, a steampunk died and they left their ghost behind. It's like, they've been dead for 40 years. Like, really? Because it looks like they've been dead a lot longer than that. <laughs> and that they were buried with a clock because they are covered in gears. <laughs> like, how fucked up would it be to see a ghost that was a steampunk? You'd be like, when did you die? <laughs> Nobody knows. Even though I've got all these clocks on me. I got so many fucking clocks you think I could know what time I died. <laughs> so basically. To appraise the Doc Martens mm-hmm. in order to find out. Yeah. Basically. That's how you find out how old anyone is, is check the bottom of their feet. <laughs> what should I do for Halloween? What should you do for Halloween? I'd I be just, like a little strega. I just like... I... <gasps> you could be Baba Yaga. Oh, yeah. Just like have a basket full of dolls or something. Like, I've yeah, stolen all these children. <laughs> It's, it's I never, any kind of witch. Basically. I never know like what even to do for Halloween. Last year I went to the Parade of Lost Souls and it was just super rainy. <laughs> so like my costume just went be, as like, a wet person. Well, I wore like a fancy dress and vampire fangs, and so I was like a debutante vampire who was very damp. Yeah, and then I got rained on. Mm-hmm. And yeah, so like, and I just never kind of not good yeah. for Halloween. Like, what parties do we go to? Like, what? There's nothing like, happening. Yeah, I don't think. I were too old. I used to do a huge Halloween party every year when I was a kid. So, like, my birthday's Christmas Day, so we would celebrate my birthday on Halloween instead and have, like, a huge Halloween party, and we had this huge attic. So when I went down to Eugene and saw my friend's huge haunted house, I was like, I used to do that, too. Like, the main floor of the house was where food would be in, like, a hangout space. The basement was a dance floor, and the upstairs was a haunted house. That's so So cool, So it would be, like... You had to climb up a ladder and getting up into the haunted house, and we'd have like the spooky sound Ooh. effects. Yes, the soundtrack, and you'd have like your bowls of peeled grapes and spaghetti to like yeah. go through and like touch all the gross stuff. So, like the Simpsons ha- haunted house. Like these are her brains. Yeah. Like, there's yes. no grapes left in the you bowl, know. and lots of like strobe light. Fruit is nature's candy. <laughs> <laughs> but like it That's was, so it was really super fun. And so like I'm like, oh, I wish that we had those. So I'm sure. Like I know that there's a really cool haunted house in Dunbar that they charge oh, yeah. like 15 bucks, and it's like you to a charity of some kind, and you get to go and be spooked at the haunted house. Yeah. You go to Fright Nights at the Peony. There's a bunch mm-hmm. of them like, like in Alder Grove. But I don't too. give a shit about that at all. I just <laughs> so want to go to a house party where I can yeah. wear like a fun costume. Yeah, yeah. I really want to wear. I guess just costume. nobody we know lives in houses anymore because we're like we don't want to live in a house. We want to live in a tiny apartment instead. So that well, there's nobody to. right at <laughs> my butt. <laughs> want to? Yeah, it's like that's just a better alternative than living with like eight of your friends when you're now in your thirties. Mm-hmm. Do you live with eight of your friends? Well, I live with my sister and her One boyfriend. of my sister. Yeah. Yeah. And it gets really weird when you guys are having your pee contest and he's just like, guys. <laughs> it's not weird at all. <laughs> it's not. It's totally <laughs> It's a natural bodily function, you guys. <laughs> I actually really have to pee right now. Okay, yeah, me too. Take a break and reassess? <laughs> well, I think, I mean, are we pretty much 
we're like getting towards the end, aren't we? I guess so. Did you want to go over your emotional labor checklist? Oh, it seems like really stuck in at the end now, but uh, I guess I just, I had a bit of a fit of peak this week where I got tired of feeling bad all the time. Mm -hmm. I'm like, I feel guilty I'm not doing enough. Like we were talking about um, not staying aware enough about things. I'm like, Mm -hmm. I clearly have to, I'm the thing holding the glue of the universe together, obviously. (laughs) So I have to do all these things. Doesn't matter. But what I did is I sat down and I fucking wrote a chart of all of the tasks that I do each like daily, weekly, as needed, monthly, whatever. And I figured out how much time I spend. And I spend up to like 65 or 70 hours a month doing domestic labor, like meal planning, cooking, grocery shopping, cleaning, like all of those things. And I was like, if I got that at fair market rate, that would be like double my yearly salary, like altogether. Like I would make the money that I make at work and then I'd make that again on top, like from doing all of the fucking. Yeah. I was like, that's sad. Maybe I can just feel better about making a good contribution and not keep trying to make money by working full time. Yeah. Well, I have a friend who, like, I'm not saying I really agree with this, but he has this, like, really interesting theory about recycling, which is like, well, that's just free labor that I'm giving to the government. Okay. (laughs) Like, sorting out all these things should be something that someone gets paid for, but, like, people get guilted into doing that free labor. Hmm. Which, like, I... rich coming from a dude. (laughs) (laughs) I honestly would, like, I don't think anyone should ever have to do the job of, like, sorting out old garbage. (laughs) Like, if the compost and the recycling and everything were all mixed together, someone would have to deal with that when everything was already rotten, so... Your friend's politics are bad. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I get the idea, like, I've heard that about, like, responsibility being offloaded, especially around environmental stuff, where it's like, you know, you need to make sure that you take shorter showers and sort your recycling, and it's like, in the meantime, companies are, like, polluting the fucking universe. Yeah, that's absolutely true. Nestle's taking our water! You know, or, like, you know, oil spills up the the coast and stuff like that. Like, those are the things that we should Mm be... Those are the things that actually make a difference. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Whereas, like, me taking the bus, you know, is better than driving my car, I guess, but at the same time, like, the tiny little individual choices that you make don't add up enough cumulatively to, like, the larger corporate. Mm-hmm. I still don't use my green bins. Mm-hmm. Suck my dick, Strata Council. Uh, <laughs> I really I really like in the city of Vancouver, like, the green bin and the different recycling things, because it helps me, like, throw away my garbage better. <laughs> Does that make sense? Like, because yeah, then does. I have places to sort it, and then I know how much, like, food waste I'm actually, and, like, plastic. Mm. Totally. Mm-hmm. Vice versa, and paper stuff. So it's, like, in our house, because in Vancouver, they only pick up the garbage twice a week, but they pick up your compost and recycling once a week. Mm. And so we really have changed the way that we deal with our... That is Instead of just throwing everything away, like, I take a lot more time to, like, actually take out the food out of the Tupperware and put it into the compost instead of just throwing the whole thing in the garbage. I can be really bad yeah. for that. You know, okay, so. I'll start using my green bin. I keep saying that, even on the podcast. I'm like, I'm going to do it. It's, I've also started eating weird things that, like, a, a lot of people don't constitute as food. Wait, what? <laughs> Explain. Like carrot greens. Oh, they're the edible. Yeah. Anything's you edible put... if you believe in yourself. <laughs> and radish greens, too. And turnip tops and... Beet greens? Mm, not so much. Oh, beet greens are delicious. Yeah. Yeah. I've always eaten I got really confused. I I kept pulling them up. My old roommates, we had, like, an actual plot of land to grow things on. A plot of land? We had a yard. (laughs) Huge tracts of land. (laughs) Huge tracts of land. Uh, Yeah, and I was like, like, oh, is this kale? Is this spinach? I'm going to eat it. And they're like, no, that's my beets! Don't pull them up, please. (laughs) Uh Yeah, I guess you got to wait until... Proper Wait until it's beady. Then you eat the beet greens. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, but those are delicious. And I like need to eat more a tip for foods. if you're having hard times with composting because things just smell bad, like you can keep the compost in the freezer and then just empty it all into your green bin mm. when you put it out. See, my then you don't get the I, just, I have shit. to keep it out in the open so I just remember to deal yeah. with it. <laughs> in, the, in the summertime, we often have to have just a bucket in the freezer though, because otherwise uh, it just fruit gets... fly, fruit fly fandango. Mm-hmm. Or you get like one of those bins with the charcoal filter on top, and then you just have your little green bucket. Oh, what are we fancy? Yeah. We didn't use one for a long time because we couldn't be fucking asked to clean it, so then we just, like, it just got so gross. Sick. <laughs> yeah, but now we're back to that. Oh, I guess we have to try to be responsible people, or but we'll I, end up being ghosts. I see the point of, like, you know, why should I do this individual thing if these larger things are really not being accounted for, but it's like, we could at least try to do the things that we do every day to, like, yeah, make one person's life easier, like, so that the garbage, like, the sanitation workers guys aren't, like picking through yeah. your shitty and, and just like if, if you practice that kind of awareness then mm-hmm. you'll make better decisions i guess yeah uh, i'm so uh, aware already uh. <laughs> <laughs> what was that the the motto of the sociology department at ubc is painfully aware uh. <laughs> like, that's, that's so the smart. truest the truest yeah, thing absolutely it's like i know too much about how things are it sucks <laughs> i wish i was a little bit dumber <laughs> sometimes i wish i was a plumber <laughs> I wish I had a brother named Luigi. We would, I don't know, something. Watch each other pee. (laughs) Okay, that's good. Let's end on watch each other pee. See you guys next week. Bye. (laughs)